Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Catherine Pond. In this week's episode, I will be sharing my personal journey of becoming a witch. Before we jump into that, though, I quickly want to go over the astrology of the moon and uh, pull a card for the podcast, since this is the first day of a brand new year. And I figured, um, you know, try to pull a card that's positive. I know a lot of us might be really down in the dumps. We just lost Betty White last night. And, or I think it was last night, or it might have been yesterday afternoon, but it was sometime yesterday that Betty White passed away. R.I.P. Um, you know, oh, man. I it just, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, um, I used to watch like the Golden Girls and uh, what was that other show? There was another show that she did. It was something like, something Cleveland. Um, but yeah, she's hilarious. And, uh, when I would go see my grandmother, when I was younger, uh, she'd always have the golden girls on and we'd sit there and we'd watch, we'd popcorn and watch the golden girls. Um, so like, I just have a lot of, you know, good memories associated with watching Betty White and she was just funny. Um, so it's very sad that she has gone. Um, but you know. She's in a better place. She doesn't have to put up with all this COVID nonsense and everything. Um, so with that being said, though, I wanted to say something. Um, so I was on TikTok, you know, and all these people are making posts about Betty White passing away and everything. And they're like, 2021 was a shit show. And now to add more crap onto the plate, we've lost Betty White. And they're like, you know, 2021 in general was a horrible year. um, And now it's just, it's done for. And I stopped. And I don't know if anyone else does this, but like I talk out loud to myself. So I paused the, the TikTok and I just started talking to myself. And I was like, you know, the people that make videos like this, yes, losing Betty White is a very sad thing. But, you know, let's say... Let's the tables turn for a second. Let's say I was the one that passed and Betty White was still alive. Betty White wouldn't be sitting in her house being all sad. Oh, Catherine passed away. You know, we didn't know her like that. I mean, maybe some of you have had the opportunity to briefly have an encounter with her in real life. I briefly met Harrison Ford for like a whole 60 seconds like it wasn't that long maybe it was a little longer he stopped and he talked to me and my siblings when I was living in Long Island um but it was no more than like four minutes maybe that but my point is like I never we didn't really know her and so to to I don't want this to sound heartless but to like exaggerate like oh my god this ruined my life and my whole year all that's doing is dragging in more negativity because you're on a vibration 
of negativity. And so the universe is like, oh, okay, this is what the person wants. So then you're on that, that vibration, that wavelength of just low energy and, and negativity. And so then the universe brings in more negative people, more negative situations, uh, situations where uh, you can easily get upset and just be more negative. Where on the other hand, which I did, was I sat there and I remembered all the positive, all the happy things, you know, like I said, watching the Golden Girls with my grandmother. And I'm not going to lie, even after I graduated from high school and I didn't have anything to do because I didn't go to college after high school. Um, so I would just hang around the house, wait till go to work. And uh, I'd watch the Golden Girls every morning when my younger siblings were getting ready for school. I'd sit there and I'd watch the Golden Girls. And then uh, the nanny with Fran Drescher, that would come on. And so I would watch these shows. And so I, yesterday when I was like having all these thoughts, I was like, think of all the positive things you enjoying this time, th- those moments watching that show. And then on top of that, I started thinking of things that I'm happy and, and, and joyful for right now in my life. I have an apartment. I've got food in the fridge and in my cabinets. I've got, you know, ways to go to and from doctor's appointments and whatnot. Um, clothes on my back. I've got health care, I've got insurance, just things that people take for granted. And as I listed out all the things that I'm grateful for, that I've, through these past two years, I have learned to be even stronger and stand up for myself, starting this wonderful podcast, um, watching, you know, the listenership going up and followers or listeners, uh, you know, you know, being on um, uh, the Witch Wednesday podcast, that was a great way to end the year. And so I'm just listing off to myself all these positive things. And then I stopped and I'm like, why is it that people that are making this content have to make everything sound so devastating? Because, you know, even if COVID wasn't a thing and we weren't in a pandemic, um these people would still find a way to make negative content. And I'm like, because that's what gets them the views. Um, But it's not the energy, the vibration that we need to be sending out. Joy, thankfulness. Um, So I just wanted to put it out there that yes, losing Betty White is a sad, unfortunate thing. She lived a very long, happy life. You know, I would assume happy. I mean, she, you know, was so active, making so many movies and shows. I'm assuming, you know, she had a very joyful, happy life. Um, You know, so that is sad that she's no longer with us. But what would have been even better if they did was be like, it's so sad to say we've lost Betty White. Here are some wonderful um, you know, memories that we can share as a collective of her existence. And granted, there are creators out there that I have seen on TikTok that have done things similar to that. But it just really stuck out to me that people are just, you know, feeding off of this negative negative energy that's just bringing the collective down, that low, icky 
vibration. And so I just wanted to say that, you know, if you were, you know, waking up this morning being, you know, down about losing Betty White or anything that it may possibly be, acknowledge that feeling, that emotion, and then think, okay, this is a crappy situation. But what other situations have happened, you know, last year or the last 24 hours that were positive and put a flipping, you know, put a, put a, a spin on it. So I just want to leave you all with that. Uh, this is probably my longest intro ever, (laughs) but with that being said, let's go to, um, the, phase of the moon and the astrology placement and some things that you all can do to incorporate that energy of the moon. So the moon is currently at 1% in a waning crescent, which means tomorrow is going to be a brand new moon. Um, And the astrology placement of the moon for January 1st, 2022 is in Capricorn, which is ruled by the goat. And the goat, um, or I guess the sign is a goat, um, and the goat, uh, rules, uh, Capricorn and the goat rule, uh, not rules, but, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like is in charge of like your knees and the energy from like your knees and your legs and whatnot. Um, some ways to work with the. Uh, crescent moon is removing negative energy, banishing curses, clearing um, other people and objects, um, ending relationships that no longer serve you, um, clearing um, clearing uh, rituals for yourself. So like doing like, yeah, clearing rituals, you know, uh, for your home, for your body, um, ending love, ending love spells, uh, placed on you. So if somebody placed a love spell on you and you don't want it, you can like, you know, end it. You can like return to sender sort of thing. Um, ridding yourself of bad habits, um, personality, uh, traits, addictions, etc. Uh, releasing bad feelings, emotions, and pain. Uh, sometimes, like, when you're holding on to an anger or, uh, you know, pain that somebody has inflicted on you, it starts showing up in, like, pain in your joints, headaches, nausea, etc. So, um, breaking things off with someone who is bad for you. So if you've got a toxic person in your life, this is a great time to break free from that. Uh, getting rid of, um, let's see here. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Releasing, uh, pent up rage, anger, um, in your life. Um, clearing stuff from your mind and allowing new ideas and thoughts to enter. So those are just a few things that you can do to work with this uh, phase of the moon. Um, A new thing that I would like to start incorporating is to uh, pull a card. Now, I may not do this every week, 
Um, one week I might do a card and skip, you know, going over the phase of the moon and the astrology placement. And one week I might do both. It just depends on how I'm feeling in the moment. I'm really, for whatever reason, been just going into that cancer kind of mood. That's a very cancer thing to do. If they don't feel like doing it, they just don't. And that's where I'm going. Because I've noticed, especially just throughout my life, if I don't feel like doing something, but I make myself do it, my heart's not in it and I can tell by the end results, whether it's the podcast or just living my day-to-day life, I, I see that the zest, the love, the enjoyment isn't there. So, uh, with that being said, um, let's see what the card is um, for this week. Uh, so this week we have the wheel, and I will be posting a photo of this card along with the description of the card over on uh, TikTok and Instagram, along with my Twitter page. Um, my Instagram and TikTok are Practical Magic Pod, and my Twitter, it's brand new, um, is snakes underscore, excuse me, chickens underscore snakes. I tried to make it Practical Magic Pod, but Twitter told me that was taken, so yeah. Um... With that being said, so this card has a picture of uh, the sun and then the wheel of the year and a huge snake wrapped around the sun. There are clouds, there's an angel and an eagle. So the angel's on the left, on the upper left, and the eagle's on the upper right. And on the bottom left, um, there's a bull. And on the bottom right, there's a lion. And the description of the cards read, The wheel indicates the positive change is on the way. Uh, Your situation is about to improve. So if you're in a situation where things aren't the best and you want to see improvement, this card is saying you're going to get that improvement. Um, If you've been struggling, a lucky break is arriving. Doors are opening. For you, nothing stays down for long, and you're about to move up. So, positivity. Positivity is starting out for the podcast, for all of us. This is a brand new year, and I hope you all are equally as excited for this year as I am. Um, in spite of everything that's going on, going on in the world, I have just been able to hold on to this positive energy and... Um, I, I, I really hope that I am able to hold on to this positivity, um, for this year as well. Um, and the number for this year is six, which is a number for love relationships. So this is a a time to learn to love yourself and strengthen the, the love relationships, whether it be for friends, family, neighbors, and also to get into a romantic relationship. Uh, which is great because I really would like to start dating this coming spring. People are like, why wait for spring? I was like, well, I think there's just something magical and romantic about, you know, the earth um, giving birth and everything blooming and then having a relationship blooming in the same process at the same time. Um, Maybe I'm just, (laughs) you know, um, 
living out on, you know, in a fantasy world, but it just feels very romantic to me. With all that being said, let's jump into this week's episode. Okay, so that was like the longest intro I've ever done in my life, but I'm very happy with that. And I hope, you know, it didn't bore you all too much. But with that being said, let's jump straight into this week's episode. Um, so my story starts where I guess I really can't do this story without going back to my childhood a little bit. So... I was born into an even, oh my gosh, I can't even say the word, evangelical, I think that's how you say it, Christian family. Um, So my dad was very influenced by Jerry Falwell and Bill Gother. You guys might be familiar with the name Bill Gother. Um, He is very, or was, he passed away. I think he passed away early 2000s. Um, But he was very associated with the Duggars and with all these things coming up in the news with the Duggar family. I'm sure you've heard that name in the news or something. Um, So with my dad and these two men that I just mentioned, Jerry Falwell and Bill Gother, um, they were very, you know, fire and brimstone, you know, kind of pastors. My dad actually uh, went to Jerry Falwell's college. I think it was, I think it's called Liberty College, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, So we moved to Lynchburg, Virginia when I was like three or four. And even though I was quite young, I still have some memories. I remember, you know, piling into the car and my mom taking me, my older sister, And I think it was just my brother at the time. Eventually, one of uh, my parents had another baby who was, you know, my sister. So there were three or four of us at the time. We'd pile into the car and go and pick up my dad from his college classes. Um, And I remember as I got older, um, going to um, homeschool conferences and uh, like church conferences where uh, Bill Gother and Jerry Falwell would be the main, if not the only speaker. I never, not that I remember, ever met either gentleman, gentlemen, these men are monsters. What am I talking about? Either guy. <laughs> um, oh, man. So I say all that to say that I grew up in a very um, toxic religious family I would say borderline cult, um, very much, um, you know, Christianity, the only way everyone else is wrong. In fact, I never remember my parents ever even saying that there were other religions. I just remember my family always saying that Christianity is the way to go. It's the only way to get to heaven. If you don't, you're going to burn in a hell for eternity, chained to a wall, and just be screaming in pain. That is how, as a child, the afterlife was described to me. So I say all of this to say, during this time, I knew I was different. 
And I was told that the reason I was different was because I have seizures. I've had seizures since I was nine months old. So because of my seizures, it affected my emotion, the way I thought, the way uh, I looked at the world, the way I acted. Everything about me was because of my seizures. And so I grew up with this warped, disgusting view of not only myself, but the world. That in my mind, everyone else was perfect and I was the fucked up one. And as I'm trying to make sense of all these things that are being inflicted onto me, I've noticed that I'm doing things and saying things that none of my siblings have ever said or done. Um, as a kid, my house was a very, as you can imagine, very toxic environment. Um, my father could just walk into the house and find a reason to start a raging argument for no apparent reason. So one of the things that I did as a kid was I, now what I know, what I was drawing was runes. I had no idea. I just thought I was doodling. But now, ever since I've gotten started my practice, um, back in 2020, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know runes were a thing. And so I'm looking back into my childhood and I'm like, I was drawing runes before I even knew what I just, like I said, I thought I was just doodling. If my parents knew what I was drawing, like they probably saw me, but they probably never thought about it. If they knew, they would have sent me away to like some Jesus Christian camp to try to fix me. Because in their opinion, that that's the devil. The devil's influencing you. I also had experiences with seeing spirit. I don't want to say angels. Um, but like definitely seeing figures, shadows. Um, la- in 2020, uh, one, last year. In October, I had all of October was dedicated to Halloween. And I my first episode for that month was um, an episode of me telling stories of um, uh, like experiences that I've had with spirits that have passed over or were struggling passing over. And so my whole life, I've had the ability to see spirits, to see spirits that are struggling to pass or haven't passed for one reason or another they haven't gone through the light and these are things that I was experiencing as a kid and I thought the devil was coming for my soul I thought I was like the most fucked up kid in the world but of course I didn't tell my parents because you know especially my dad for Jesus Christ Jesus Christ like he 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 would have thought Satan took over my body and he probably like I said would have wanted to send me away somewhere um so as I got older and I was able to I don't want to say think more because I was so brainwashed I was convinced that I shouldn't or couldn't have my own thoughts but um when I was about I was 16 when I went to high school for the first time. Uh, I was, and I'm putting some really hard quotations around this. I was homeschooled up until that point. Really, the only time I was quote unquote homeschooled is when child protective services was called. um, And my parents had like flashcards for me and my siblings to learn. And so I just 
memorized just enough to slide under the table, so to speak. And the uh, child protective service person would be like, okay, everything's good. There's food in the fridge. These kids seem to know basic education. We're good. Uh, No one had obvious bruises or broken arms or anything. So everyone was like, okay, cool. But that's how my parents ran things. They just did the bare minimum and sometimes not even that. They tended to do the bare minimum when necessary. So, um, yeah. So so when I was 16, I went to high school for the first time. And I was able to communicate, to talk, to be around your average teenagers. And I had such a, there was such a learning curve. Like, it was like, it was like as if I was an alien coming to another planet. I, I was so lost. But during that time, I met people that, um, they never came out and said that they were spiritual or anything. But, like, I remember having this one friend in high school and she would tell me that she could see the spirit, like like the ghost or spirit of her father who had passed away when she was young. And um, I, was, I was so intrigued by that because I was like, I've had that experience too. And then I didn't meet anyone else like that um, until I was about 22, 23. And, um, that relationship really helped me a lot. Um, the downside to that relationship was that when it ended, when that friendship ended, um, I thought that my powers, everything was gone. Like I couldn't do anything because of her. I got the, um, encouragement is that the word I'm looking for um the the confidence in myself to talk about it and explore those things because she also could see and feel energy um she was into like past life readings um all these things and so when that friendship ended I was like well she's no longer in my life so I don't have that confidence anymore and then um I'd say I stayed that way a good chunk of time. I'd say by 2016, um, I was starting to get a little bit more confidence in myself. I had years prior, when was that? I think it was 2014, I took my first uh, class and got level one certified in Reiki. And um, the following year, or no, that that same year, I went and did my level two. And then um, uh, 2016, I started doing Reiki for neighbors and friends. And even then, I was just so scared. I I was terrified to make a website. I was terrified to um, advertise my Reiki because of all these things that were instilled in me. And on top of that, I still was struggling with that fear. Even though I didn't believe in Jesus, I don't honestly think I ever believed in Jesus. I don't think I was ever a Christian, but I said I was because I knew that's what the safe thing was in my house. You you had to be a Christian. I got baptized when I was 
way too young. I think I was nine or 10 when I got baptized. Um, so, um, I say all that to say that, um, because of the way I was brought up, I had no confidence and I was scared that if I did acknowledge this power, this ability that I had to pick up on energies, see figures, um, you know, um, and having dreams that ended up coming true. Even as a kid, I would have dreams and then down the road, you know, the dream would, would happen. Or, um, or saying, you know, such and such is going to get hurt. And then sometime down the road, like a day later, my brother, like, I remember one time I said to my brother that you need to stop climbing the tree. You're going to fall and you're going to get hurt. And he's, you know, he's like a little kid. And he's like, no, he thinks he's invincible. So he climbs the tree. And one day we were outside and he climbed the tree and he fell smack. Not only did he knock the wind out of himself, but he broke his arm. And... I don't know if I was just hyper aware of the possibility of him breaking his arm or if I actually like had a legit gut feeling like I could like my gut feeling was like foretelling the future. Um, But hey, I was right. And then also more recently back in 2016 um, with my grandfather's passing. Um, the last time I saw him, I, you know, was just talking out loud to the universe as I was walking home. And I'm like, he's going to die. He's going to die within a week. And the next week, I had a day planned to go see him again. My grandmother kept telling me, everything's great. Everything's awesome. It looks like he's recovering. Two days before I had planned to go see him, my older sister gives me a call. And she's like, have you seen you know, Pa, that's what we call him, Pa. Um, I said, no, but I'm going to go in two days. I already set it up with Grandma. I'm going. She's like, you better go now. They're waiting for hospice to come and get him. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so there have been many situations like that throughout my life. But because I was groomed as a child, and I'm not using that word um, lightly, because I was raised in a way where I had no confidence, I was groomed to be a way in a way where not only I wouldn't have any confidence in myself, but that anyone with any alternative motive, negative motive, can easily feed off of that and mold me into whatever they wanted me to be. And that is what my experience with Christianity uh, was that they wanted everybody to just be a broken vessel so they could mold you into what they wanted. And because of that, I tried to hide all these powers, th these abilities that I had. Um, now, once 2020 rolled around, 
Um, I had just gotten out of a relationship. Um, and even while I was in that relationship, I knew there was a shift. Something was happening because I wasn't legitimately me, quote unquote. Like I was obviously still me, my body, whatever. But like, I just felt this shift. And so the relationship ended and uh, I got into listening to spiritual and witchy podcasts. Um, and I was just engulfing myself in all of it. And during that time, I was still doing Reiki for friends and neighbors. Um, and usually, I don't... Like, if there's something that I want to do, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Somebody else is doing it, and they're doing it better. You know, I've got nothing to bring to the table. But there was something inside of me that was like, you've got to do this. This is a great thing. And I heard this quote. What really made me do it was I um, I was either on Instagram and somebody was talking, or maybe I was on YouTube, and somebody said, Yes, somebody might be doing, the person I was listening to, where whatever platform I was on, the person said, yes, somebody else might be doing the same or a very similar thing to what you want to do, but the difference is they, what you bring to the table, the way you're going to bring it to your audience, the way you're going to offer it to your audience is going to be totally different than the way they're doing it. You... Your message might, at the end of it all, you might get to the same point, but the way you serve it up, no one can do it but you. And that's what makes it special. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, that's why we've got so many motivational speakers. That's why we've got so many life coaches and different therapists because they're all doing the same thing, but the way they offer it up is different. And each different way just hits differently for different people. So I was like, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, um, I try it and I don't like it or, you know, whatever. So I downloaded the Anchor app and I set up my, my page and I recorded uh, the trailer and the first episode on my birthday in 2020. Um, and just from there, I just, for, what the, for whatever reason, doing the podcast was the first thing that I actually said I wanted to do, and I did, and I ignored that negative talk. I don't know what it is about the podcast that I just, I just ignored that negative talk. And every time that negative talk, which it still does, set in and be like, why are you doing this? There are billions of other podcasters that can do it better I just ignore it and when the voice gets so loud that's when I'm like I take a week and then I come back the next week and I just give myself time to to nourish myself and 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 tend to that inner child that was clearly neglected as I was growing up and um so I think that's why I haven't given up on the podcast because when that evil voice sets in, um, I do. I, I, I take time to tend to my emotions, to my thoughts, 
and um, obviously it's still a work in progress. But I feel like this year, I just have this this feeling that this year is going to be great. Not only for the podcast, and not just for me, but I just feel like as a collective, this is going to be a great year. If you have um, anything that is like holding you back and telling you that you shouldn't or can't or no one's going to listen or it's a waste of your time, this is the year to overcome that negative self-talk. And I'm so proud of myself that I have been able to, A, acknowledge that, and B, being able to be like, okay, I need to just step back and just just focus on me and my feelings and thoughts and then come back. Um, so yeah so all of that you know from my childhood to right now that is I mean obviously I probably could go even longer talking about it but in a nutshell that's how I got to where I am and it's all been a time of self-discovery and learning to nourish and tend after that that inner child that was just neglected and shattered and told that they weren't good enough and um no one will ever love me um and that if anyone ever did I should never complain because I I'm not worthy of love because I'm quote unquote damaged because of my seizures um and I'm so incredibly proud of myself so proud of myself that I have gotten to the point that I realize my importance and that my story does have re- relevance and that it does resonate with people. If it didn't resonate with people, um, then I wouldn't, none of you would be here, you know? Um, so I still have leaps and bounds to go in my healing process and, and um, in my journey. But that's what therapy is for, and that is what shadow work is for. Um, I actually have an appointment January 4th at 11 o'clock with a brand new therapist. This therapist, I was seeing, I think the last time I mentioned my therapist, I was meeting with a therapist that worked with horses. And she and I just, nothing, well, nothing bad, we just weren't a good fit. I loved those horses, though, my goodness. Um... So after that, after seeing the the horse therapist for, um, I think I saw her for like three months, I think. Um, and then I found another therapist and, um, again, like I would talk about things about my childhood and growing up in, in, in this, you know, really horrible Christian branch of Christianity um and she just wouldn't she couldn't get it you know um so I called it off with her but she helped me find this other therapist and like I said January 4th I go to see her for the first time and she specializes with for people that were in cults um and that were brought up in um that really strict 
um, sector of Christianity. Um, she herself grew up in a very sim- similar uh, situation as me. So she can relate to a lot of things that I'm going to talk to her about. Um, and through that as well, um, along with the work that I do on my own on the days that I don't see her, I really think that I will be able to heal those wounds that were inflicted and wounds that I, I cause and inflict onto myself by still allowing that negative self-talk that was, uh, that my parents, uh, did said as a kid, as I was a kid, um, because I, there are t- it's so ingrained in me that I still have belief in that. And so I'm pretty much at times gaslighting myself. Um, it, it, it's, if you haven't been in that kind of situation, it's, it probably sounds ridiculous. But um, the, the ne- that negative self-talk is so deep inside of me that I know it's not right and I shouldn't say it, shouldn't talk to myself that way. But it's like second nature. And hopefully through these ther- therapy sessions, I will be able to break that. Um, let me think here. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't just... Um, I know I want that was a big a big tangent there. Um I hope up until now this podcast is making some form of sense to you all <laughs> that you can understand and I'm not too crazy. But like I want to go back. Like I mentioned at the top of this episode, I was I mentioned that I would draw um runes and I didn't even know that's what it was. Um some other things that I would do is I um would talk to these lights when I was a kid. Like, okay, you ever, like, close your eyes super, super tight, and then when you open them back up, it's like lights are just shining in your eyes? Um, Well, I would have that, but without the closing of my eyes. I would just be looking out of my eyes, and lights would just be shimmering. Um, And... There were times where I felt that the light was talking to me. And um and I have previously also mentioned in the podcast that um I have a connection with snakes. I have a healthy fear of snakes as everyone should. They are not an animal to be messed with, but snakes are uh, associated with Loki and Hecate. And in the beginning, I I like like the whole thing with um drawing runes and everything. I thought Satan had possessed my body. Like cuz you know in the Bible if you've ever heard the story of Adam and Eve, um you know the snake uh, tempts Adam and Eve and then they become aware of their their form and that they they're naked and they become ashamed. So I always associate the snake with Satan. And so I was like, oh my God, Satan has taken over me. And, you know, um, I just, I had no one to talk to, you know. 
Um, I had to be, not just me, but all my siblings, we had to be the perfect pastor's children. We had to be, we could not act like children at church. We had to be like mini adults because we were examples for the other children in the church. So I did not feel safe to say that I was having all these experiences. And now I realize that was Hecate being there by my side the whole time of my childhood right up until today to protect me and be that mother figure that I never had that loving um that loving energy of of, of I won't leave your side you're safe so um there were times when like we would go and visit my grandparents and at this time they were still living in the home that my mom and my aunts were raised in and so we'd go in the pool my grandmother had and my grandfather they had this awesome pool and um and I would either just sit up on the steps into the shallow end of the pool or just stand um, you know, somewhere in the shallow end. I would never go to the deep end. Um, because when I got, when I got near the pool, I could visualize, I could physically see, even though I knew it wasn't really there, I could physically see this massive, huge black snake just curled up, taking up the whole end of the deep end. And as a kid, I was like, can't I catch a break? Oh my God, when is this demon going to leave me? And now I look at it and it was, it was Hecate protecting me, being just like, I'm here for you. To this day, I constantly just have feelings of the energy of snakes, of Hecate just like wrapping herself around me and protecting me. Um... And and it just brings a tear to my eye that, you know, even though my earthly parents were not fulfilling that role of love and protection and that fierceness that a parent should have, the snake for me represents that fierce protection. Don't you dare mess with my baby. But also, if you're able to look past that fear... That, that that fright that you have because the snake is obviously or can be a very intimidating animal there's love and also if you want to go deeper the symbolization of the ability to shed shed negative habits but also shed for me I feel like it's more I am able to shed all that negative self-talk that was instilled in me, just like the snake sheds its its scales, its skin, and a new shed, a new layer is there, and that is a new beginning, and I can start laying the proper groundwork for a healthy relationship with myself and self-love and self-trust. And and therefore, once that groundwork is is laid, um, I can also have healthy, thriving relationships, uh, whether that be 
friendships or a physical relationship, you know? And so I I make sure to um, give thanks for the snake, you know, for, for Hecate. And another thing, this might be going off on the topic a little bit, but I would like to mention that I had an experience a couple months ago where I realized I am Hecate. I am Loki. What it is is, and I'm not sure if this is for other people as well, but I know for me that because of my insecurities of myself and my insecurities of the way I'm afraid that the world and people around me may see me, I project the energy, the strength, the love, the mischiefness that is Loki and Hecate onto these figures that are in stories and, um, you know, in books and stuff. When really, I am those strong traits. I am the beauty of the snake shedding its skin. I am that wisecracking, uh, mischievous Loki who, you know, um, is associated with with uh, business and 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 cun cun is that it cunningness you know and wise and being wise I am that but because of me still going through the process of learning to trust that ability it's easier to visualize another spirit a god a deity uh. Uh, being like my backup dancer, if you will, being my backup sh- sh- uh, soldier, and 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 through that I have the strength. I hope that makes sense. And when I refer to Loki and Hecate, um, I still I still speak of them as if it's a separate entity. Um, but deep down in my hearts of hearts, I truly believe that I am them and that they are me. Um, so um, I had a conversation once with an Uber driver and um, he was one of these drivers, you know, one of these guys, he's a Christian and he's trying, he's like, have you heard of the, the love of Jesus? And I was like, oh no, you know, I'm a witch. <laughs> and of course his head like spun around. Um, I'm like, you know, I work with Hecate and Loki. And he's like, um, and I said, but actually, and this was very shortly after I came to this realization, I said, but actually, you know, I am Loki. I am Hecate. I am you know, if you want to say it, if you want to call it, I am Jesus. You are Jesus. You are Loki. You are Hecate. And when I, and then right now, when I'm saying you, I'm meaning you listening. I'm meaning him. I'm meaning everyone on this planet. We are these entities. But because of the way we've been brought up and the way when society gets its grummy little scummy hands onto us, it just sucks everything out of us. And we lose all that faith that we may have had. And we're like, of course, I'm I'm useless without, 
you know, a higher power. So, of course, they're that, and I'm just, you know, they're practicing, you know, servants or whatever you may want to call it. And I think it went way over his head the way I explained it. Maybe I didn't explain it quite the best. And hopefully throughout time, as my pro- my uh, practice progresses, uh, my way of explaining it will get better. Um, but I truly believe that, that I have all of that power within me. And... Um, as as you know the, this podcast goes on i may uh at some point do an update um sharing more of my my story um and throughout regular weekly episodes um i do kind of sprinkle in stories of my childhood if they have any uh, relevance to the topic that i'm talking about I really wanted to do this episode because um, these last few months there's been quite a surge in listeners and um, not only just for the podcast but also for like TikTok and um, Instagram and uh, so if you've already listened, if you've already heard my story at one point or another, um, I hope that this was still interesting um, and if you've never heard my story at all, this is the very first episode you're ever listening to. Um, I hope that there was something in this episode that you can relate to and uh, that can possibly help you start you on your path of getting that that constant that confidence and courage um, of healing your own inner wounds and and fears and um, in uncertainty. So, um, with all that being said, um, I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Um, I will be discussing, let me get my notes out here. Next week's episode will be on, um, Books of Shadows. I did a couple, I think it was last year or the year before. I did, uh, an, a, an episode on shadow work. Um, but I kind of want to, in this next week's episode, I kind of want to break it down. What is shadow work? How do you make a book of shadows? And what does that look like? Um, so this is really just getting down to the nuts and bolts of it, really. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, with that being said, I hope you all have a magical week. I want to thank you all so much for joining me for this week's episode. You can find me over on Instagram and TikTok at Practical Magic Pod. You can find me on YouTube at Catherine Pond and Twitter at chickens underscore snakes. 